why do you deserve to win? When you're going through some shit and struggling, mentally struggling, your subconscious is finding reasons for you not to win. You'll feel unworthy. You'll feel undeserving. You feel like, oh, I'm sliding backwards. I'm losing momentum. Oh, maybe I shouldn't win. You need to write down the data. You may not feel like you deserve to win, but that's an emotion. That's not true. Zoom out, remove your bias on paper. Why do you deserve to win? What's going on, friends? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Dieting from the Inside Out, because we all know outer work without inner work just doesn't work. And today's episode is a seriously deep step deeper. So a lot of inner work on this one, um, because here's the truth. This is a very different episode. I'm what's going to happen is let me just preface it this way. Half of you listening to this are either going to go, holy shit, and take what I'm about to say to heart and go change your life and have some deep, reflective conversations with yourself. But then there's the other half that you're going to be like, Jared, you're even more of a weird quack than I thought. I don't know what you're on, but I, that's a little bit out in hunky-dory land. Well, here's the thing. I don't care which camp you fall into. Um, I just want to help you. But I can say if you're struggling and you're also the one that thinks this, this is all airy-fairy, hunky-dory camp, then that's probably why. Because I don't even know, like right now, I don't even know what we're going to call this episode because I don't know quite how to formulate what's in my head into words enough where um, where to put like a sexy title and a hook and all of that. But I'm just going to tell you, kind of give you an idea of where this, this came from. Um, I made a post the other day. And that's what we're going to get into on the Today Show. Uh, I made a post the other day on my story and then in my Facebook group. And I basically, personally, lately have been fighting some very not so nice inner dialogue. We all have inner dialogue and we all have like these thoughts that come to us that are not so serving. They're not, they're not accurate, but it's like this, this inner dialogue. that's just not so great. And I think it's only fair that, you know, I go through these times too. It's not just like, I'm all happy, pumped up, ambitious, go kill shit every day. Um, to be honest with you, when I'm about to have my big breakthroughs, it's when I'm fighting the hardest against the other, the other self, if we want to call it that. That's why sabotage happens, right? I'm no different than you, which means when I go to my next level, I have a, like, it's the old saying with every new level comes a new devil. It's no different. So, um, I want to show you what I, the prompt I made the other day is I was doing this own inner work myself and I wasn't even going to post about it on social media, but I thought it would help someone. So I made the post about what's, what, what, what I'm thinking. I'll get into it here in a minute with some of the, the struggles that I've been facing and some of the things like, cause basically here's what I posted. I said, I've been fighting some heavier hitting inner dialogue lately. That's not so serving to say the least, which only means I'm in uncharted territory and about to hit new levels. If you want, I'll share my six questions I use in deep reflection to help break through times like this. I've never talked about this stuff before, by the way, these are things that I've learned from people like uh, Tony Robbins, Ed Milet, uh, Kyle Cease, Alex Ramosi. It's just stuff that I've picked up from all these big guys that I look up to and came out with this list of six reflective questions that really helps get my head out of my own ass, so to say the least, and to really get deeper with stuff and to get a lot of clarity during really not so great times or during times where my own brain and headspace is fight. I feel like it's fighting myself, right? We all have that inner dialogue of like, oh, you're not good enough. What are you doing? Um, you know? Like you're not going to make it those kind of things. Right. Um, so that's what these six questions are. And I put, made that post and I put it on my story, like with a question box, box, I said, would you want to see it? I'll only do this if enough people want it. And I had had one of the high, it had one of the highest engagements of one of my stories I've had in such a long time. Then I even threw it in my Facebook group, same prompt and everyone's like, dear God, I want to see it. So because this is deeper, because it's really personal, because it's 
this kind of stuff. I figured I would do it. It would do most justice and help you the most if I did it on a podcast episode. So that's what we're talking about today. Long, long winded kind of intro, but I just think it's important that you understand. So before we get into all six of those questions and why it matters so much, big thank you to the sponsors of the show. Sponsor number one is flex pro meals because it's one of those things where they keep me fed. I always say the easiest way to my heart is feed me and tell me I'm pretty, but I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, Flex Pro, the biggest thing with Flex Pro, why I love them so much is on top of their food tasting, amazing. It's dialed into like numbers where I know where my ca- the calories are, protein, the macros, all that stuff. But the biggest thing is it's convenient. I have, my day is all over the place. It's crazy. I travel a lot. I have meetings on meetings on meetings and like calls get booked and rebooked and like, oh shit, I have this thing, all this kind of stuff. Like I'm sure your life is. Well, a lot of times I can cloud the space when it comes to making making food choices convenient and helpful. So having flex pro in my fridge at all the times that always on deck. So I can just grab a meal and get back to work essentially is really helpful because they're made by a chef. They taste great. They taste better than most fast food I'll have except for Wendy's chicken nuggets because a Wendy's 10 piece just slaps different, but that's a different conversation. Um, so if that's, if you're into that kind of thing and want food that is in line for your goals, that's really convenient. That's no more expensive or anything than what you're spending at a drive through then go check out flexpromeals.com or hit the link below. But if you use my code Hamilton trained, it will save you like 20% at checkout, which is pretty legit. Then we have our next sponsor first form. As always, I have on one of their shirts. You can't really read this one as well, but anyway, um, first form is a, is a game changer in the world of supplements guys, because at the end of the day, I say it on every show. Supplements are not the end all be all. They are not, but if you are not getting everything you need from food, then you might consider it. Because there's a reason you like you should be eating lots of fruits and vegetables every day because of micronutrients and vitamins. There's a reason you should be eating enough protein to make fat loss easier and to recover more and have muscle definition and all this stuff. There's a reason you should be having omega threes every day because um, for inflammation and stuff like this. That's with like so many so many areas with nutrition. But the problem is if you're not getting that much fruit, those, that those that many plants, that much protein, like that many omegas, whatever. That's just a couple examples. Then we might consider supplements because if you're not going to get it from food, you need to supplement and fill those holes because it's affecting your results long-term, but not all supplements are created equal. Not all supplement companies are created equal. Most people just hop online, go to Amazon, find the cheapest one that tastes the least shitty and they run with it. But then it's no wonder they like stomach hurts or they get bloated or, um, it doesn't taste good. Then they, all of a sudden their adherence drops or all of a sudden they, whatever, um, it's a problem. So first form fixes all of that. It's, it's some of the best supplements you can buy. They're tested, they're tried and true. Um, they're established the whole nine yards. So if that's your cup of tea, definitely go check out the link in my, uh, in the description or wherever it's at watching this. Um, uh, it does support me and I appreciate that. I don't take it lightly. So thank you for your support on that front. Um, but yeah, that's it for the sponsor stuff. Let's get into the nitty gritty of these six questions. So, um, oh, also subscribe, by the way. Um, don't, don't just listen to this and take all the, all the value and then don't subscribe and don't tell your friends and all this stuff. My one ask is share this please share the show. If you get value out of it, I pour tons of time, tons, tons of energy and tons of money, tons of, uh, bandwidth into this show. And it quite literally changes thousands and thousands of lives. So my one ask in return to return the favor is just share the show. Like, I'm not like trying to put this on a private platform and charge for it. Nothing like that. All I ask is that you share the show. If you get a value out of it, like screenshot it, put it on your story, tell a friend like, yo, this helped me. I know you're going through some shit. You should probably listen to this. That's my one ask. So now let's get into the six questions. So to preface this a little bit more than I alluded to already is, um, 
I've lately, I've been feeling like I've been just in my own head more than normal. There's no way to avoid it. We always, we all go through areas like this, especially if you have really big, deep, uh, ambitious goals and you're like trying to make this huge impact and do some crazy shit, change your family, change your life, um, stretch yourself, whatever it may be. Like you're going to go through some shit. You can't avoid it. Resist like it, like, uh, it's Stevens Pressfield's book. Um, uh, the war of art, great book, by the way. Um, he talks about resistance is required. It is always required. Well, here's the thing. Um, it's easy to get stuck in your own head. It's why sabotage is so dangerous. So for a little while now, I have been noticing mm, getting stuck in my head a little bit more than normal. Now, the cool thing is this doesn't derail me anymore. Old Jared would have been totally fucked up, to, up, down and sideways with this and sabotage everything. But for me, I can have these thoughts that come through my head in these, this like shitty inner dialogue that just pops up without believing it to be true. Right. If I feel like I'm not going to make it, I know that's not true. That doesn't mean I'm not going to make it. If I feel unworthy or not good enough, I know that's not true. I may feel it. I hold space for it. I honor those thoughts, but I, I know it's not true. You might feel like a fat cow, but that doesn't make you a fat cow. Right? So but here's the thing is too often, um, yes, we need to sit and hold space for these emotions, right? But we have to also do the work around them in question them the right way. Your brain is the biggest supercomputer ever. And so much of the quality of your life and the answers you're receiving come down to the quality of the questions you're asking. Your brain's a supercomputer. You ask dumb questions, you're going to get dumb answers. I think, um, I heard this first, like from either Tony Robbins or Ed Milet, where, where it's the, you go, well, why am I fat? And your brain goes, cause you're a fucking degenerate pig. That's just what you ask a dumb question. You're going to get a dumb answer from your brain. Just go straight to that. But if you get, if you ask the question, how can I enjoy this with my life not sucking? Your brain goes to work to find answers. I don't know if you caught that, but I just hit myself in the head. I snapped my finger and my thumb literally like went bonk right in my eye. I, I've never done that before, but we're going to keep rolling. <laughs> anyway, this is the big thing though. The quality of the answers you're receiving comes down to the quality of the questions you're asking yourself. Because when you ask your brain a question, you ask a question in general, a space gets opened up in your brain psychologically and your brain goes to work and a lot of times unconsciously finding a solution and an answer for it. It's why you'll be stumped and you'll get inspiration in the shower or on your way to work or during your workout. It'll just be like, boom. So we can manipulate this to get a lot of great, get problem, a lot of great problems solved. So for me, when I was doing, I was sitting in front of my fire pit the other night. It was a really nice night. I'm just like, even in my own head, I feel like something's, I'm struggling with some stuff. My own internal dialogue is I'm struggling to keep it straight because it's just, I feel like this other self is just fighting me. Okay. I swear half you guys are going to think I'm bipolar, but I swear I'm not. So, um, but I have these six questions. And by the end of my like hour, hour and 15, however long it was, I felt so much better and so much clarity around this. So I, I want to share with you some of these six questions. So uh, I'll just go through these. <clears throat> Question number one, um, who am I? Actually, wait, let me take a step back. Before you dive into these questions with yourself, you need to, are you, like, because before I dove into these, I know I gave you the first one away. Um, before you dive into these questions, you need to be pretty emotionally stable. As in, before I got into this, I sat in silence and held space for whatever came up. I wasn't triggered. I wasn't emotionally all over the place. I was pretty neutral, but I knew I had some of these, these, this, some of these struggles coming through. So, but I wasn't like reactive. Do not sit down and do these questions when you're reactive and like, oh my gosh, fight or flight, whatever. Do some like normal, like brain dump meditation stuff. I'm pretty sure I did some brain dumping when I was doing that. 
um, before I got into this, because you want to be pretty neutral when you're going through these and not rushed and not distracted. So I was outside in front of my fire pit with a fire going after I already sat in silence, after I already journaled my feelings and thoughts. Now I'm at a pretty neutral place. Okay. Let's get to these questions. So in there, since here's when I got into it, question number one, who am I, who in my case, I'm like, I literally wrote, who is Jared Hamilton? Here's the problem. Most of you watching or listening to this confuse who you are with what you do. As in when I say, if I, I, I actually, uh, I kind of opened up the, these questions to the tribe a few, a week or two ago, um, the, our, our, our member only client only group. And I said, I, I, t- I hold everyone. I said, Hey, tell me in the comment section. Here's question number one. Who am I? Who are you? Not a single person got it right. They're like, I'm a mom. I'm a person who cares a lot. I'm someone in the trenches working. I'm a nurse, whatever. Those are great. The problem is that those are, those are all things you do. It's not who are you? So my question is, who are you? But don't tell me what you do. Most people have no idea who they actually are. You're otherwise, that's, that's when like, well, I'm a mom. No, that's, a, that's a, a hat you play. That's a hat you wear. That's something you do. You mom. You don't mom me. You mom your kids. But your mom is your identity. So that's something you, you do. What else? And most people don't even know who they are. And then it's no wonder. If you don't know who you are, how can someone fulfill or you even reach the things that you want? You, who you are is the foundation of everything. So if you don't have that foundation, then we got a problem. So question number one, number one is who, who, who am I? Who are you? Okay. Only you can decide that only you can answer that, but half of your problems are you're getting confused. You are what you do, right? It's like, like when I mentioned it in the client only group, um, I, I, some people were like, I'm, I'm, I'm a person in the trenches. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm a person doing the work. Well, cool. Well, now your identity is around an action. So when you stop doing that action, you're going to sabotage. Big, big issue. Okay. Moving on. Question number two, why do I deserve to win? Because here's the problem. When you're going through some shit and struggling, mentally struggling, your subconscious is finding reasons for you not to win. You'll feel unworthy. You'll feel undeserving. You feel like, oh, I'm sliding backwards. I'm losing momentum. Oh, maybe I shouldn't win. So question number two is, why do you deserve to win on paper? Like you guys should literally, when you do this, like write as delegate, get a notebook when you're doing this. Why do I deserve to win? So you, why do you deserve to win? I can tell you there's so many things like you, I'm, I'm assuming you wake up with the intent to do good. You like don't wake up and steal credit cards. You wake up with the intent to do good. You do your best. You love people. You're a great, whatever. You're a great parent. You're a great uh, spouse. You're a great friend, whatever. You need to write down the data. You may not feel like you deserve to win, but you, but that's, that's, that's an emotion. That's not true. Again, you might feel like a lost cause, but you're, you would never tell anyone they're a lost cause. So why do you deserve to win? Um, like, like remove, zoom out, move the, remove the emotion, remove like your bias on paper. Why do you deserve to win? That's one of the best things you can do right now. I know you're, the reason you're doing this list is because some shit's going on. Zoom out, remove your bias and answer all these questions. So why do I deserve to win? Answer that one. Next, number three. <clears throat> um, this is where it gets really starts to get deeper. The more we go through these, the deeper it gets. N- uh, number three is what beliefs would serve me right now? Because here's the thing. When you're at this point where you're needing to go through these six questions and you're struggling, your beliefs are starting to shift. You believe you may not make it. You're starting to believe it may not be worth it. You're starting to like wonder if like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You're wondering... Maybe I should, maybe I'm not meant for this. 
that's a big problem. What I don't care if you believe them at all right now. My question is what beliefs would serve you right now? I don't care if it's complete delusion. You need to adopt the beliefs that will actually serve you because right about now you're probably, excuse me, feeling like uh, these beliefs that don't serve you. So what beliefs would serve you? I don't care if you don't believe them yet. What beliefs would serve you? How about things will get better? How about the belief of uh, the belief of I'll figure this out? How about the belief of um, I'm, I'm already ahead of schedule? How about the belief of no, I'm good enough to win. I deserve to win. I'm worthy of winning. How about the belief of people are looking up to me? How about the belief of, man, this is going to be a crazy ass story at the end, whatever it may be. I don't want to give you too many answers because I don't want you to me to bias your stuff. I want you to come to your own conclusions, but what beliefs in your dark moment right now would serve you? You have to ask yourself that because then once you like, okay, that belief would serve me, but I don't believe it. Cool. We can work on it now. Now you can go, well, what evidence would base that to be true? Right. And then, and then we can, we can attack this a million different ways, but if you don't even know what beliefs would serve you right now, fuck, no wonder you're struggling. Your old self, your lizard brain is going to go find all the things that don't serve you and tie beliefs and attachment and evidence to those. So then my question is what beliefs would serve you right now? Okay. Question next question. One, two, three, four, what emotions would serve me right now to experience? Um, this is a Ed Milet and Tony Robbins one. Um, the quality of your life comes down to the quality of the emotions that you experience most consistently. Okay. But if you're in this little dark place, it's because you've been feeling, you've probably been feeling some things that aren't so great. Right. And I get, don't get me wrong. Yes. We need to hold space for our emotions. Yes. We need to honor what comes up and not suppress it. Okay. This is, I'm assuming you've done all that. Now what we need to look at doing is going, well, what emotions would serve me? You know, you know, you know what came to my mind first when I wrote this one down for me, um, it was peace. Cause that tells me I haven't been feeling peace lately. So for me, I'm like, what emotions would serve me right now? Peace. I go, wow, that feels really good. Cause here's the cool thing. You can actually let yourself feel emotions and experience them in the absence of the thing that you're waiting on happening. If all of a sudden I called you and said, hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars right now, you would feel immediate abundance, but I never gave you money yet. The money's not in your account yet. You would feel immediate abundance, right? Um, or like as soon as you hit, like, let's say your work, like what do they call it, 10 year where you're, uh, you can't get fired or whatever, you would immediately feel certainty and security. But what if you like, I don't know, did something really bad, like blew up the school or some shit, right? They probably take that away, you know? Um, so you don't actually technically have it, right? Or let's say they're like, oh, sorry, we sent it to the wrong person. Or, oh, actually your dates are a little bit different. So you don't actually have tenure yet. Then all of a sudden that certainty and security would be zapped from you. So you can experience any emotion you want. You just have it in your head that you have to have a thing happen first. You have to have this gatekeeper or whatever. So my question is objectively, what emotions would serve you to feel right now? Is it peace? Is it joy? Is it gratitude? Is it abundance? Is it certainty? Is it hope? Is it security? Is it this like sense of knowing? Is it um, like, what is it? Is it happiness? What, what, what is it for you? It's probably the antagonist of whatever you're feeling right now. If you're feeling uncertainty, you're like, I'd love to feel certainty. If you're feeling anxiety, you're like, I'd love to feel peace. If you're feeling sadness, you're like, I'd love to feel joy or happiness. So what emotions would serve you to feel? Well, guess what? You can turn that on anytime you want. You can find things now to validate feeling those emotions. Okay. 
Let's go a layer deeper. One, two, three, four, five. All right, now's where we get kind of crazy. This is where some of you guys are going to go, holy shit, you're weird, but it's fine. Um, question number five. Um, what would the you in 10 years say to you now? What advice would they give? So let me set the frame. I could, let's say, uh, if I could put you in a room with you in 10 years. So if you're 30, that's the 40 year old you. If you're 31, like me, that's the 41 year old Jared. If you're 60, that's a 70 year old you. But here's the thing. That version of you has done everything that you've wanted to do. That version of you has accomplished all the things. That version of you is living the life that you wanted to live. Well, you're not there yet. And you're like in your own head with these fucked up thoughts and you're like, ah, whatever. So my question is, if you like really got quiet and in a meditative state, my question is what would advice would you in 10 years give to you right now? Is it that one of, one of my first was, you got to stop worrying so much. You got to stop worrying so much. I was like, Oh, I needed that. Cause here's the thing for me. I don't know if this is everyone. I can separate that. Like, well, that, that's what that person in my, in my life, like me in 10 years would give to me. A lot of times people go, Jerry, well, that's just your own bias advice. It very well may be, but in, here's the thing in my head, I'm able to separate, at least I think I can separate like things that I'm struggling with and what Jared would in 10 years would say to me advice wise, like, oh man, you got to quit letting people steal your energy. Like, ah, it's almost like this sense of like what, you know, deep down, but for me, it helped me bring it out. When I like, I I'm telling you guys, I would literally close my eyes and I would, I was on this across from my square fire pit and I would literally envision me in 10 years across giving me advice. Like, what would he say to me right now? Now, here's the thing though. You're not going to get immediate answers. You're going to have to like sit in silence for a while. I would go, what advice would Jared in 10 years give to me? And I would like sit and close my eyes and just breathe and listen. A lot of you guys don't like doing this in general, but this is why it's, it sucks and it gets hard. But then all of a sudden these things would come and I'm like, oh, you should stop worrying so much. And it'd be something like, oh, oh, uh, I'm trying to think what the other one, I have it all written down. Um, again, I don't want to give too much away because like, I don't want this to interfere with you doing this work. But chances are you in 10 years has some really wise advice it would give, they would give you right now. So if you can shut off your, oh, that's not practical. That wouldn't happen in real life. Oh, there's no way that could happen. Shut that shit off. That's limited thinking. That's keeping you stuck and unhappy. What would you in 10 years say to you right now? It's almost like if I said, like, my grandfather is, he's dead. But um, if you said, what do you think your grandpa would say to you right now? There's stuff I know my grandpa would say. He would say, I cuss too much. My grandpa would also say, hey, life gets really fast the older that you get. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably be more present, right? We all know that with other people. Well, what? assuming you accomplish everything that you want in 10 years and you have the mental capacity and bandwidth then, what advice would that version of you give to you right now? You probably should take that advice or at least listen to it, okay? Now, that's the question number five. Question number six is my favorite question. And it's the one I got the most amount of clarity on. It's the one I got the most amount of the emotion that I wanted, the, 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 um, the beliefs that I, I, I was, I was really needing help with. So now I'm 31 right now at the time of filming this and writing that. Okay. Um, the question I said is what would 80 year old Jared say to Jared now? What advice would he give? So for you, I would say, what would the 80 or 90, ver 90 year old version of you getting close to their deathbed say to you right now struggling? Um, here's the thing. 
whenever I think of the 80 year old Jared, I think, cause here's the thing. The truth is, I guess I stole this from Alex Ramosi. The person who has your best interest at heart truly is yourself 80 to 85 years from now, like literally on like your deathbed, their deathbed, whatever. Um, the person who has your greatest, I'm sorry, let me phrase that. The person who has your best interest truly at heart is yourself at like 80 or 90 years old. So here's the thing yourself. This is the way that I'm viewing it. Myself, 80 or 90 years old has seen everything has been there with me the entire time, right? Cause it's me. Um, they have that deep old man wisdom. They have the life experience and they've accomplished every motherfucking thing I've set out to do. So I'm thinking, what would 80 or 90 year old Jared say to 31 year old Jared, who's probably overthinking things, who's probably in his own head, who's getting like fucked up on weird, like his own thoughts, man, I got some fucking clarity on this one. I I had an entire page of things. I literally envisioned this 80 year old stoic, really wise old man. I'm not saying that I'm this wise stoic person. I'm not saying that, but I have a feeling Jared at 80 or 90 years old has some really cool shit to, well, we'll have some really cool shit to share and to say. Okay. So I just, so I got into that meditative state and I'm like breathing, uh, my eyes are closed and I just go, what would 80 year old Jared say to me right now? I'm in my own head. I'm doing my, my own little version of like struggling with some stuff. Um, my own thoughts aren't so serving, um, these beliefs that are coming in aren't, aren't very helpful. And I'm in my, like my own head about shit. So what would 80 year old Jared say? Here's what's crazy is how different the answers I got from Jared in 10 years to 80 year old Jared. Holy shit. They were different. And I got some really cool stuff. Like some, I I don't want to, like, I I don't want to share too much because one, it's really fucking personal. And number two is, um, I don't want this to interfere. I'm trying to pull it up while I'm talking right now. Um, I don't want this to interfere with, um, some of the stuff that you're, you're, uh, you're working through. I don't want, um, I don't want, you know, my version to kind of cloud your version. So, um, where did I put those? Um, let's see. Where are they? Um, I have, I have one of those. It's called a remarkable. Um, uh, it's basically like this, um, think of like a, it's basically like a, like a digital notebook. That's pretty cool. So, okay. I can't find them right now. Um, and I'm not going to take, um, I'm not going to take like the next fucking five minutes. Just let me, letting you guys listen to me just scrolling through on this thing. I don't, I thought they were like right here. Um, maybe they're this one. I'm going to, I'm going to look real quick. And then if I can't find it, we'll just keep going. Um, ah, here they are. Like, so, so, uh, so a few of the ones from my 80 year old self that I got was, uh, you worry too much. And I would absolutely believe that my brain is nine times. If I'm not careful, go straight to like all the, the worst case scenarios and like the what ifs I, I am a professional, like what ifer if I'm not careful, I've, I've worked very hard to not be debilitated by it, but I could, it's something I've learned from when I was little. So, um, so it's one of those things where like, that's what he would, I feel like he would say is you worry way too much. Um, this was a big one. Um, you need to trust me and detach from outcomes. Like, wow, that one hit home. 
like when he says, tr- like when I was thinking trust, because I'm, I, I, it's this weird, like think of it in the weird universe. I'm sitting across a table for my 80 year old self, like time machine vibes. And he's like, you need to trust me and just quit relying on outcomes. I'm like, oh, wow. That's, that's a good point. Cause here's, here's my thing, guys. I'm not going to go into any more of that right now. I don't want to cloud your stuff. I just kind of give you like a context a little bit is we talk about in content a lot, like inner child work. I go, what would you do if you could go back and sit in a room with your 13 year old self? What would you say? And you're like, I would have so much, I would be so helpful. So my thought is why can't I do that already? Why can't I bring my 80 year old self here in my own head, myself in 10 years in my own head and get that information that I would have needed. I here's the thing. I like, we got a lot of like psychologists and therapists that listen to the show. So y'all may think I'm crazy. If you do, just if, or if I'm onto something or if I'm totally off the rocker message me. But, um, I just can tell you that this has helped me a lot. And the people I've shared this with has helped them a lot. And I don't, I don't claim to know everything and I don't, you know, I don't, I, I this is just a little bit different. So that's why I, uh, I wanted to come on here and talk about it and share a little bit more context around some of the stuff. But that was my thought is we can do some crazy inner child work with like going back and doing inner child work around us now present day back when, uh, in, in like, writing to your 13 year old self or write or going back and doing a visualization of like what you would say to your 13 year old self. Well, my thing is why can't I do that now with the issues I have now? Why can't I go in my head metaphorically bring the wise accomplished Jared in 80 years to me now and have a conversation and go and and at least get perspective. So I can tell you, I may be crazy. It's fine. Um, it helps. I got a lot of peace. I got a lot of certainty and I got a lot of really good advice. There's some really good advice that I'm like, huh, I'd never thought of that until right now. Or, you know what? I had this feeling in the deep down that like, that was an issue. I should stop worrying so much, or I should let go of outcomes and just trust that I'm a powerful motherfucker that can accomplish some really cool stuff and just believe that it's all going to work out, whatever it may be. Right. So for me, um, this has been really helpful. So I don't know if it'll be helpful for you, but I just thought this would be a really good time to come and share to however many hundreds of thousands of you that will listen to this over the course of time. So, um, but that's it. Those are the six questions. A little recap. Who am I? That's number one. Number two is why do I deserve to win? Number three is what beliefs would serve me right now? Number four is what emotions would serve me right now? Number five is what would Jared in 10 years say to the Jared now? What advice would he give? Um, and then question 10 is what would the 80, 80 year old Jared say to Jared right now? What advice would he give? So you can ask yourself those same questions. So, um, like I said, I know it's weird. I know it's deep, but you know what? So is fucking life. But, um, I have a feeling this is going to help a few people. Uh, some of you guys may just think this is just like holy weird and holy out in the middle of nowhere, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, but I just thought a lot of you guys wanted to hear what these were and, Whenever I talk about this kind of stuff, this deeper, weird stuff, a lot of you guys give me some really good feedback and that it seems to be really helpful. So uh, um, hopefully th- this was one of those times too. So uh, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. Um, a few things before you go. Number one is if you aren't quite sure where to get started with all this, like just fitness, nutrition and sustainable weight loss, and you aren't quite sure like where to go, just go through my free course. Just start there. It's in, it's in the link below. It's an email course. It's five days. It's completely for free. It'll change your life and make the weight loss so much, so much easier for you. Next, uh, if you are not part of my Facebook group where you don't have a home base, you feel alone, you feel lost, you're like your husband doesn't get it, your kids think you're crazy, your don't doesn't care, your friends get jealous and insecure when you start losing weight and you're just like, I'm alone, 
come join my Facebook group. We have a lot of really amazing people in there and, um, well, it'll be really helpful. A lot of your, not a lot of the, the issues that we struggle with will go away by the wayside as soon as you get dropped into the right group of people. And I wanted to have a place like that. That's completely free where you can go to, to get loved on, to get the support and to get help and to get around that group of people. So you should go join my Facebook community. It's called fat loss simplified. I'll leave a link below too. Um, uh, what else? Um, oh, if, and if you are really struggling with this and you're tired of trying to do this on your own and you're, you know, you just hate the, the, the back and forth and how expensive the mental bandwidth is of trying to figure this out on your own. Cause you know, you, I don't know, but you may be very well been trying to battle this for the longest time on your own. And you're just sick of doing this because if you've got you know, five, 10, 20, 30 years under your belt of struggle and failure, it's no wonder from a psychological standpoint, you drift that way every time you do better. So this is why we have to undo all of that. So if you're in those shoes and would like some one-on-one help, we do have coaching slots open. So apply for, if you, if that, if that's something you're even remotely interested in, apply for coaching below because you are coming from the podcast, you do go to the straight of the front of the line. Um, because there's a special place in my heart for my podcast listeners. If you're willing to listen to me talk about this kind of crazy shit, like I got you. So, um, so there's a link below to get booked on our calendar. That way we can double check and interview you and to see if like, make sure you're qualified and that we even think we can help you help you because we only work with those we know we can help. And then assuming that you pass all those, you check all those boxes, then we can go over options from there. But otherwise that is it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure and um, leave a review and be sure to subscribe to the show. Uh, I love you. I appreciate the fuck out of you. We'll talk to you next time.